paper person. What are we continuing to study? Have you fallen asleep? Do you remember? The live stroll technique. Don't worry, my lambs. It's not that difficult. It just requires practice. Regular, systematic practice. If you have not tried it yet and have only read about it or listened or stared at me wide-eyed, try it. You'll do it easily. The outer, not inner intention propels the frame. The outer intention is a kind of power, a driver of reality. Metapower is the reactive component of power. The plate is your outer center, your access point to power. Power is used indirectly, like metapower, through the medium of the plate. Metapower sets in when you activate the plate and compose your reality. And so, you take a live stroll through a film when you are fully present and move with the power of intention. Failing this, you are not fully live, and you aren't waking at all. Failing this, you are not fully live, and you aren't walking at all. You're just fulfilling a prescribed role. Failing this, you are not fully alive, and you aren't walking at all. You're just fulfilling a prescribed role. How else can I offend you? When your awareness is absent, you are not fully yourself. You aren't there at all. You are just a fictional character, like an illustration in a book. You could cut a figure out of paper and insert it between the pages of a book. That is what you are. What can a paper person do to say nothing of a paper snail? Sit like a prisoner in a book? That's all. All that distinguishes you from a purely fictional character are rare glimmers of self-awareness. When you exclaim, why isn't everything the way I want it to be? That is where the difference ends. Everything isn't the way you want it to be because you always act head on with your petty intention. You want to be loved, respected, helped with something, given something, and so you demand in a childish manner, love me, respect me, help me, give me. From the outside, this is what the scene looks like. You are standing in front of a mirror, reaching your hands out and shouting, give it to me. Try to pull the reflection closer. The reflection responds by doing the same. It does not give, it takes away. In reality, as in the mirror, you always get the reflection of all your mental attitudes and actions. As the message, so the response. What you put out is what you get back. You probably don't remember, for you don't, do you? But as I have already said, even in a state of distraction and non-awareness, you still compose your reality to some degree. Not as effectively as you do with awareness and intention, with the plate, but you are still composing it nonetheless. Particularly when you are wholeheartedly set against something. Reality, as a rule, gives a mirror-like response. What you give out is what you get back. Reality, however, isn't like a normal mirror. It's a paradoxical mirror. Its paradox lies in the fact that when you look into it, you don't see yourself objectively as you really are. This is because the reflection is the set of physical circumstances that surrounds you. The current frame. Your attention is totally immersed in that reflection. This means that yourself is literally pasted into the motion picture like a fictional character or an illustration in a book. Being a character inside a film, you aren't capable of changing or shifting the reflection in any way. You can't propel yourself ahead either. Your I dissolves into the frame and ceases to exist. You acquire the ability to propel yourself ahead and things outside of yourself when you pull your attention away from the motion picture or away from the mirror, which amounts to the same thing. 
Your body remains inside it, in the reflection, but your attention is focused here, outside of the mirror, on the side of the image that is being reflected. And then you see yourself standing in front of a mirror, and you see reality as a reflection of all your thoughts and actions. Only when you see yourself here, standing facing the mirror, you are able to propel yourself forward in such a way that everything is how I want it to be in the reflection. As you probably wouldn't have guessed, or you haven't, have you? We are talking once again about your presence. You are your attention. You are either a living individual and you exist, or you are a paper person and you don't exist. You are only present in the film when your attention is focused on the auditorium where you can see both yourself and reality. In essence, wherever the screen is, you'll find the mirror too. The difference between a normal screen or mirror and the reality screen or mirror is that in reality, the image and its reflection are superimposed. You observe one image around you, not an image separated by a surface into two. But that doesn't change the essence of the thing. Your everyday reality is created by your thoughts and actions. If, when standing in front of the mirror or screen, you propel yourself consciously, then the reflection will look the same. When you do this, you are practically shooting your own film, your own reality. The first thing you must do in order to shoot your own film is to wake up and become fully present. Imagine that you have come to life inside a film. You aren't watching the film as you usually do. You are living in it. Feel it. Open your eyes and look at everything that surrounds you afresh. Refresh your view. You'll notice that the colors are richer. And now imagine how you would feel to be not a character in a film, but an objective outsider. But you have entered the film as an insider. No one knows except you. In body, you are inside the film, but in your awareness, you are outside of it. Feel your individuality, your presence. Second, before you start desiring, expecting, and asking something of other people in reality, you must imagine that you are standing in front of a mirror and asking yourself the question, what must I do for the reflection to meet me halfway? Obviously, you have to make the first move. Instead of your usual manner of claiming the larger portion of the cake for yourself and harping on give, 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 you wake up and realize that the reality mirror is simply repeating your movements. And if you want to receive something, you must first give something similar. It doesn't actually matter what it is, Simply replace your give me with the opposite, here take. Then, as if by magic, in the reflection, you will receive the very thing you wanted. What you give out is what you get back. Composing the image. As always, my dears, we dutifully repeat what we've covered so far. Reality, like a mirror, reflects all your thoughts and actions. Your thoughts and actions are usually love me, help me, give me. In the reflection, you get literally the same thing. Give, give, give. Acting with petty intent, you do not see yourself objectively. To see yourself objectively, become fully present. Refresh your view. Feel your individuality within the motion picture. Categorically replace all your give me's with here, take. From what has been said, it follows that all your actions must be squared with the mirror-like quality of reality. Before you demand something from others, make sure you are fully present and ask yourself, what do I need to do for the reflection to meet me halfway? Obviously, the answer is, take the first step. What would the first step be in your case?
Silly snails only consider their actions when they are standing in front of a normal mirror looking at their own reflection. But you, my golden ones, are now so clever, so cunning, that you are sure to understand. Your thoughts and actions should take the mirror into account, even if it is one that you cannot see. For example, let's say you need love and kindness. Imagine yourself standing in front of a mirror. Move in such a way that you see these things in the reflection. How should you move? Don't seek love, radiate love. Don't look for kindness, radiate charm, and be kind. Try the principle out for yourself. Whom do you find more attractive? The person who loves you or the person who is needy of your love? The person who gives to you selflessly or the one who begs you for something? The person who is genuinely interested in you or the one who seeks your attention. Use the following table to compose the image you want. You want fun time with friends? Compose the image by listening carefully. The reflection gives people socialize with you. If you want to be interesting, show interest and people will be interested in you. If you want to receive help and support, help others and people will help you. If you want people to understand you, try understanding others, and then people will understand you. If you want people to be compassionate toward you, show compassion to other people, and it will be reciprocated. Approval will be reciprocated by showing approval. If you want to gain respect, give respect, and you will be respected. If you want to receive gratitude, try showing gratitude, and you'll be appreciated. If you want to be liked by others, be kind and people will like you. If you want to be admired by others, show people admiration and people will admire you in turn. If you want to be loved, be loving and you will be loved by the reflection. Simply line up all your thoughts and actions with a plus sign beside each one. All your give me's have a minus sign after them and either don't work or create the opposite effect. Similarly, all your negative thoughts and actions come back to you like a boomerang. If you don't want to encounter aggressive types, then don't show aggression. If you don't want to be criticized, then don't criticize other people. If you don't want to be judged, then don't judge anybody else. If you don't want to suffer damage, then don't harm anyone. If you don't want to be afraid, then don't make threats. If you don't want to have an unpleasant personality, then don't cause trouble. You don't want a hailstorm of boomerangs to drop on your head from nowhere, so don't throw them into the mirror. The mirror does not always return everything as an exact copy. The cause-effect relationships of all kinds of misfortune can't always clearly be traced. The only thing that is inevitable is that the boomerang will return sooner or later in one form or another. Have you hurt someone? Dig yourself out in all kinds of different ways. Have you done something nice for someone? You will be rewarded. And now the specific image method. As soon as you find yourself wanting something from someone, wake up and stand in front of the mirror. What do you need to do for the reflection to meet you halfway? Give to others the very thing that you would like to receive. If you catch yourself thinking, I want other people to give me something. Be fully present. Wanting is futile. You have to give. Ask yourself, what can I give that is the same? 
If you find something similar, give it now and give it up front. If you don't find something similar, then just give anyway. It is not always possible or appropriate to give to another the very thing you would like to receive or even something close to it. You can give anything you see that a person needs or that will make them feel good from a compliment to a gift. It is not difficult to work out what a person needs. All it takes is to show genuine interest. From then on, it's easy. Just make sure everything has a plus sign beside it. There is a general principle for image composition. Rather than complaining to the world, love it. In reality, all you need is love. You know this. It's just that you don't always take these words in the right context. You want people to love you. You think that first people will love you and then you will love the world, but it should be the other way around. You love, you radiate love without demanding anything in return. And only then does love come to you. There is a certain type of person who will willingly use your love without giving anything on their part. Stay away from people like that. You don't need them in your life. Now come closer, closer, my darlings. I am Tufti, your priestess. Communicating with the mirror. And so here we are, my pretties. Now you know how to propel yourself from within, not to wait, request, or demand, but to move through life in your own way so that you get what you desire as if you were standing in front of a mirror. Your actions must be squared with the mirror-like quality of reality. What do you need to do for the reflection to meet you halfway? Give to others the very thing that you would like to receive. All your give-me's have a minus sign. These create the opposite. You don't receive. Negative thoughts and actions come back to you like a boomerang. Line up all your thoughts and actions with a plus sign beside them. So what else can you do in the current frame aside from composing your own forthcoming reality? Move and propel yourself from within. If you focus on self-development and on top of that, you know the image composition technique, you will have no equal among snails. Pitiful efforts to change the current frame, i.e. to directly influence the current course of events, will either lead to nothing or have the opposite effect. Trying to influence other people is also pointless. They are characters who are being led by a script, just like you. Judge for yourself. Would you really allow yourself to be influenced? There's no persuading you. If you don't want to go in a certain direction, no one will be able to influence you otherwise. Is that not true, my resolutes? You can change the course of events in a movie by changing the film role, but never from within the film itself. The only way of influencing people indirectly, we aren't considering methods of compulsion here, obviously, is to enter into a relationship with them in accordance with the mirror principle. This is the only way of making people do willingly the thing that you would like them to do. Why should people want to do the things or give the things you would like them to? The nature of reality is such that it's not just a film. It's a mirror as well. Composing the image has a similar effect to composing reality. Only the mechanism in this case is different, more mirror-like. You can't shape the behavior of others like you do in reality. If, when composing the goal frame, you try and forcibly make a certain individual dance to your tune, it probably won't work, or it will produce the opposite effect because you're breaking the rules twofold. You're intruding on someone else's script. Only your personal reality is yours to play with, so you should be the central figure in the goal frame, figured as you imagine yourself to be in your dreams. 
You are the star on the stage. You are in the director's chair. You are sailing your own yacht. All other figures in the frame should be in the background as part of the set design. Remember this. You can create your own reality. You can't create other people's reality. All you can do is have a mirror-like relationship with them. If you want something specific from a certain person, go and see them and communicate with them within the current film, taking account of the fact that the film is mirror-like in nature. On no account, for example, should you try and manipulate a certain person into walking down the aisle with you, but you can imagine in your goal frame walking down the aisle with an abstract, imaginary individual, your ideal partner, or living happily in your future home with your future family. Then, your film strip will be replaced by another in which you meet the person with whom such a set design can be manifest into physical reality. If you have a specific individual in mind, don't bother working hard to shoot a film with her as it won't work. Go and talk to her, as if with a mirror, composing your image. The most important thing, I'll say it again and again, my forgetful ones, over and over, is to remember where you are. You are in a film, surrounded by fictional characters being directed by the script. On the one hand, you can switch the film role. On the other hand, it has a mirror reality, which is deceptive in the sense that it does not have a visible surface separating the image from the reflection. You have the opportunity to wake up in the movie, look around, and start strolling live as conscious individuals, influencing reality at your own discretion. If you don't, you will be just the same as all the other characters, my pitiful ones, being directed by the script, acting as if you were in a fog, as if you were in a dream, and then you can have very little influence on anything at all. One more thing you need to know and remember is that unlike the characters in dreams, who are completely subordinate to the script, and unlike animals, which are ruled by instinct, and again, the script, you are endowed with a capacity for self-awareness. It may rarely be awakened, in occasional glimpses only, but you have the capacity nonetheless. And so, you are led not only by an external engine, the script, but also by an internal driving force. What force is this exactly? It is very simple. It is the need for a feeling of self-worth and the pursuit of self-realization. Imagine that you've just been born into the world. What will you do? First and foremost, prove to yourself and everyone else that you're not a waste of space and that you weren't born in vain. This is basically what you have been doing all your life. The form and method this takes are different for everyone, but the root of the behavior is the same. From here, there emerges another very effective mirror principle. If you want to win someone's favor or receive something from them, set yourself the goal of emphasizing their importance and help them in the process of their own self-realization. Obviously, you will have to forget about your own importance for a while and focus on the importance of others. It is a paradox because here, it's all the same mirror. You benefit when you think about the benefit of others rather than your own benefit. If you do not want to make enemies, beware of the danger of bruising someone else's feeling of self-worth. As I said before, helping others gain the advantage should be part of your personal life philosophy. If you do this, you will have no difficulty with your own self-realization. Moreover, your own realization will be successful only when it benefits others. Conversely, if what you do is of no benefit to others, it won't really help you either. Manipulation. That's how it is, my beauties. 
Once again, it all has very little to do with you. We don't try to influence people and events directly. Hands behind your back and move forward from within. You can manipulate reality. You can't manipulate people. With others, all you can do is to communicate, bearing the mirror principles in mind. When you compose your picture of reality, see abstract people in set designs. Be very careful of bruising anyone else's feeling of self-worth. Strive to emphasize the importance of others and help them achieve self-realization. Your own realization is only successful if it benefits others. Don't forget to be present and remember the mirror. Just remember that both the positive and the negative will come back to you like a boomerang. When you are being fully present to those who are still asleep, you appear as fireflies, all cute and inviting. And if at the same time you communicate with them as if with a mirror, you will be an all-around favorite. You have already learned many of reality's secrets, but it's too soon for you to switch off just yet. There may be other advanced snails who will try to manipulate your consciousness, especially those who are endowed with power and access to the mass media by the script. Therefore, keep your horns pricked up, do not let yourself be controlled, and do not fall asleep. It is possible to manipulate a character's consciousness from within the current frame, as you are already aware. You are led both by the external script and an inner driving force, although by the latter to a far lesser degree. This driving force mainly determines the direction in which you move, but it is still the script that sets you in motion. However, there are very greedy snails who may try to alter the direction your life course is taking to suit their own interests, either because of their intentions or because of the script. This is manipulation, the attempt to control someone else's path within the film. Manipulation can take the form of deception, creating false values and goals, or playing on the weaknesses and needs of others. Unlike the mirror principles that assist your course rather than disturbing it, Manipulators will divert you from your true course and try to use you. Whenever you feel that something is being imposed upon you, ask yourself, who does this benefit and how? Don't get involved in manipulating others. It's a shameful business not to be indulged in. Manipulating reality, however, is another matter entirely. You could even say that it's legitimate. Reality is constantly fooling you with its illusions. Why shouldn't you settle the score, my secret maniacs and furtive super freaks? You are sure to enjoy it. Now let's look at how. Reality is dual in nature. On the one hand, it is a film, and on the other hand, a three-dimensional mirror. Both are bound to confuse. The main illusion is that the true nature of reality is hidden. You can't see the space of a film strip, and the mirror framework itself isn't visible. But if you know this and you remember that reality is dual in nature, then the illusion will lose its power over you. So when you stand in front of an ordinary flat mirror, you observe simultaneously the image, the subject, and its reflection, and so the correlation between the two is obvious. However, the correlation has not always been obvious. You don't remember your facial expressions, as they were when you looked in a mirror for the very first time. But I tell you this, back then, you did not understand anything. To you, it was just a fantastic illusion because you did not understand the principle of how it worked. The illusion of a normal mirror remains incomprehensible even to this day if you look at a mirror from a different perspective. 
The illusion of the reality mirror is much more complex still. The space is not split in half, and there is no visible boundary between what is real and what is imaginary. You are, at the same time, both inside and outside of the mirror. The mirror works with a delay factor, and it does not provide an identical correlation between image and reflection. None of the messages you put out to the world will work instantly, and cause and effect relationships can't always be traced. Imagine what an ingenious illusion this is. The ultimate cunning lies in the fact that reality is pretending not to be a mirror. Still, you can get the better of this illusion. Now you know the principle of how a three-dimensional mirror works, and you know that the subject and the reflection in the mirror are concurrent. So what does that give us? It means that the image you create can become a reflection, and the reflection can flow back into the image. In other words, you can turn a reflection into an image by pretending you have something you don't, or that you are already the kind of person you have not yet become. For example, you want to have your own home. You wander around the shops looking at furniture and items to decorate the interior as if you already had a home. Or you might want to be wealthy. Look at expensive things, cars, yachts, spa resorts. Allow wealth into your life. You might want to become a star. Behave as if you were already a star. Live that life for now, at least in your imagination. Don't worry if it feels like a game or self-deception. If you are serious in your approach to the game, reality will be forced to take you seriously. It is a mirror after all. Or you had forgotten, your task is to feel. Now how would you feel if you had already gotten what you want or already were the person you'd like to be? You have to fake it and live out the game. It's make-believe, but it is not a joke. It's no joke, you see. So what happens next? Gradually, the picture of reality will attune itself to your make-believe. Reality loves to create illusions, but can't stand being fed them. It will find a way of turning the illusion you have created into reality. Composing the Reflection So, my conniving hypocrites and conspiring pretenders, you understand that strolling live through a motion picture is not just a matter of make-believe. It is also a masquerade. Manipulating another person's consciousness is paramount to controlling their course in life. Ask yourself, whom does this benefit and how? The nature of reality is twofold and furtive. It is a movie and a three-dimensional mirror. In reality, you are simultaneously inside and outside the mirror. Feel it and fake it as if you already had what you desire. Reality will gradually bring itself into alignment with your make-believe. Yes, it's playing a game with reality, but the game is real and quite serious. And yes, it's a masquerade. Reality has many different faces, and you too have your own masks for reality. Imitation and being present, allowing and tracking, observing and composing. The subject's image and its reflection. All this is on the one hand make-believe, and on the other hand, very real. Now we'll discuss in more detail the meaning of what we talked about in our previous lesson. You can turn a reflection into an image, the subject, by pretending that you have something you don't yet have, or that you are someone who you have not yet become. This means that you are capable of generating an image as well as a reflection. 
In the first case, the image appears as a reflection, whereas in the second, the opposite is true. The reflection appears as the image. Why does one appear as the other, and why is this process two-way? It is because in the mirror, the image and its reflection are concurrent. The image in the context of your ability to shape reality is your thoughts and actions. The reflection is also you and your entire environment, i.e. your physical reality. First, direct process. What you put out is what you get back, and what you give is what you receive, and who you really are is what you have. Second, opposite process. As the game, so the reality. What you imitate is what you get. Who you pretend to be is who you will become. Directly, the image appears as the reflection. Composing the image is your way of putting a message out to reality. What you put out is what you have. Reversed, the reflection appears as the image. Make-believe and imitation is your way of composing the reflection. Who you have pretended to be is in reality the person you have become. All these exercises with the mirror are what is being referred to when we say moving from within. What is the difference between shaping an image or a reflection and shaping reality? When you compose an image or a reflection, you are working with the mirror. When you shape reality, you illuminate the upcoming frame. In each case, you are using a different aspect of the nature of reality. In the first case, the mirror. In the second, the film. The technique is different in each case, but the result is the same. What you desire becomes manifested in physical reality. You may question whether faking it is really enough to somehow miraculously turn something into reality. Don't worry, my timid little ones. Reality is quite pliable. It will find its ways and hows, for this is a film in many variations, and the illusory mirror is also an illusion, which can be shaped and controlled. All you have to do is remember and use the right approach. The first essential condition. It's a very serious game. When a good actor plays a role, they become transformed into their character. They literally live it because playing a role is a serious game. Your task is to perform the reverse path. From the character that you currently are, which you aren't satisfied with, you should become the actor playing the role of an imaginary character. You must live your role to such a degree that you genuinely are transformed into that being. This is the reverse process in which the reflection is transformed into the image of the subject. The second essential condition, the game needs to be consistent. The mirror of reality does not respond instantly. It has a time delay factor, so in order to create change, you have to act purposefully, methodically, and regularly. Once you have begun playing with reality, you must be patient. At first, you have to act blindly without relying on instant results. Results will most assuredly appear, but only if reality, observing your game, is the first to lose patience. Composing a reflection means creating your own illusion for reality. If there is something you want, pretend that you already have it. If there is someone you want to become, behave as if you were already that person. Be in the role. Take it seriously and live it like a professional actor. Live it in your thoughts, in virtual space, and where possible, in your actions, in reality, until you totally believe in the illusion that you have created. 
As soon as you believe it, reality will believe it too. Then a miracle will happen. And now the reflection method, again and again, over and over my boring ones. One, catch yourself thinking, I want something or I want to be a certain type of person. Two, become fully present. Wanting is futile. You have to start composing. Three, fake it and behave as if you had already achieved what you desire. It doesn't matter how exactly you fake it. That's for you to decide. But be inventive. That's something you don't need my advice on. The more creative you are, the more effective you will be. The technique of image composition is mostly used in relation to people. The technique of composing the reflection mostly in relation to reality. It is better not to pretend with other people, but to be sincere and to be yourself. But you can pretend as much as you like in front of the reality mirror, within limits of course, and without losing a sense of reality. Remember that playing with the mirror in the upcoming frame alone is not enough. You also need to do everything that is required of you to realize the goal in the current frame. That is, to take concrete action and not just lie around on the sofa dreaming. Fatal Dilemma In the last lesson, I, divine and wonderful as I am, told you, insignificant and hateful as you are, that reality itself is an illusion. That does not mean that it is fake. To itself, reality is real. It is only to you that reality is illusory and uncontrollable because you aren't aware of the properties of reality or how to use them. It is like not knowing that you can ride a horse. If you don't ride the horse, it will gallop away with you and won't be yours to control. Reality isn't yours to control either. It has nothing to do with you. But if you are aware of its properties and use them, the illusion will become subject to your will. It will be yours. The image is the subject of your thoughts and actions. This is always primary. The reflection is you, your environment, your physical life. The image is the message you send out. What you give is what you get. Make believe and imitation is your way of composing the reflection. What you imitate is what you get. Who you pretend to be is who you will become. Prerequisites. It's a game, but a systematic game taken with absolute seriousness. The image and the reflection become each other. They flow into each other in the sense that the image of your thoughts and actions has an effect on your entire life, and life in turn affects your behavior and thinking. If you let this process take its own course, you and your life will gradually deteriorate, as is usually the case. This is because when you observe such a life, your thoughts become more dismal, and the more dismal your thoughts, the worse life becomes, and so on, via the feedback loop. This is the fatal dilemma. Do you want to be happy and beautiful, or do you want to be devoured by a hippo? If you don't want the hippo, then quick, quick, stop suffering. Stop suffering and get composing. Get composing. You can compose an image, a reflection, and reality separately, depending on the circumstances, or you can integrate these techniques. For example, to achieve a certain goal, you can systematically compose the goal frame and at the same time pretending that you have already achieved your goal. And at the same time, making sure that all your thoughts and actions are marked with a plus sign beside them. The knack of using all the techniques together will come with practice. To build up experience, you should regularly and repeatedly practice strolling through a live film. You should constantly track yourself, wake up, and carry out the method. 
You may wonder whether so many different methods are really necessary. They are, and the reason for this is that the methods help you develop new habits. Because you are ruled by your habits. Without them, you are not capable of controlling yourself or, consequently, reality. You live according to the habits you have developed. So you have to create the kind of habits that will work for you. You cannot stay being fully present all the time. You do everything by habits when you're in a non-conscious state. This means that if you are not sufficiently present and self-aware, you need to be able to carry out the right actions automatically. And for this to happen, at the very least, you must replace the habit of wanting with the habit of giving. Replace the habit of rejecting with the habit of accepting. And replace the habit of dropping off with the habit of waking up. These methods release you from the script, animate you in the movie, and at the same time, make beneficial practices second nature. The proverb affirms, better good habits than good manners. The most beneficial habit is this. Don't want things of reality. Visualize and compose reality. This is the main thing, and it has equally important derivatives. Don't be afraid. Compose instead. Don't wait. Compose instead. Don't hope. Compose instead. Don't lament. Compose instead. As soon as you catch yourself waiting for something, hoping for something, being anxious or burdened by something, wake up and be aware. You are being led by the external script, not your own script, and that is what is really burdening you. You feel subconsciously that you are not free, that you are depending on reality that you are limited by circumstances like a character is limited by a plot. You may sense it, but you cannot do anything about it. Because you are not fully aware, you can do nothing except wait and hope. Now that you know that you can release yourself from the script and jump to another film role, the habit of waiting and hoping makes no sense at all. Instead, you should wake up and compose a picture of the reality you want. In the same way, it is futile to waste time lamenting your sorry lot. You have to wake up and derive benefit from the situation. Divination is also futile. You have to wake up and follow the dictates of power. For every situation, there is a corresponding trigger and method that can be applied. You have to get to the point where you truly know that holding out for something to happen or not happen, to work out or not work out, is foolish and pointless. It is within the power of your will to compose an image, a reflection, or reality, or all of these things at the same time. Compose whatever it is that you want. Do it yourself. Do it. Compose and compose some more. And don't forget to admire me. You are my favorites, captivating and entrancing, and I am your Tufti, magnificent and stunning. You are amazing. In one of our previous lessons, I stood here, magnificent and resplendent as I am, before you lot, useless and unattractive as you are, and uttered the brilliant phrase that reality pretends not to be a mirror. Similarly, reality pretends not to be a motion picture. This comes easily to reality. Try telling your neighbors, sleeping snails, that their life is a film. Or in a dream sometime, try telling the dream mannequins that you are sleeping and that you are seeing them in a dream. Neither the former nor the latter will understand or believe you. There's no point in trying to persuade them. Convince yourself properly first. You need reprogramming. 
You sense that you are being led by an external script. This is what burdens you. The different types of composition can be applied individually or together. Strolling live has to be practiced constantly and consistently. The methods instill new habits that work for you. Holding out for something that may or may not happen is foolish and futile. Don't want, wait, or hope. Compose your own reality instead. Last time we racked our brains over a highly complex dilemma. Which is better, to live with misfortune or to happily be eaten alive? No, that wasn't it. Which is better, a charming hippopotamus or a despotic priestess? No, that wasn't it. A hippo, studious and gentle, or a maleficent and always round malevolent priestess? But you know me. I am not really evil. I'm super kind. I could eat you all up myself. I am merciful and good. It is your lot that are miserable and unfortunate. And why? Because it isn't your movie that is playing in your life. It's not just me that doesn't like you. You don't like yourselves, and that's another reason for your ills. Why isn't your movie playing in your life? Because you don't understand that life is a film in the first place. You might know this in principle, but you are not fully aware of it. So I remind you again and again of where you are, my tiresome little ones, until you really get it. In normal life, you are used to watching a film on a screen. Now imagine that you are inside the movie. Feel it. Here, you are at the mercy of the script, but you have a degree of freedom. When you are being fully present, you are capable of carrying out actions that are not foreseen by the current script. You receive a degree of freedom in the moment you wake up. In this moment, you are capable of giving yourself a shake-up and setting up a different film role. Later, you'll be back in the hands of the script again, but if the moment is not lost, your film will start playing in the meantime. The reason you don't like yourself is that all the screens and printed covers illustrate the ideals of beauty, success, and happiness. And you, my faithful ones, are taken in by these illusions, obediently trying to become something else that isn't really you, every time finding that you don't fit the norm. In actual fact, beauty, success, and happiness can never be standardized. They are things with a very individual cut. Still, you prefer to believe in the illusion and try to keep up with it. Have you ever wondered why it is so difficult for you to remake or improve yourself? Have you ever asked yourself why, on so many occasions, you've planned to turn over a new leaf on Monday and never actually managed it? It is because you are lazy? No, it's because you are being led by a script. Why should the script change simply because you have decided to turn over a new leaf? Your desires are your course, but that course is not written into the script and so has no effect on it whatsoever. Have you ever wondered why, when you leave the cinema all inspired, you think, I can do that too. You think, I will become like him or her. Sometimes you even try to emulate them, but you don't become like them in the end. The reason for this is that although you wanted to be like that person, you didn't know about the emulation technique, which we have called imitation, and that the technique does actually work. At least it works when it is carried out correctly. First of all, you have to totally believe that imitation is possible in principle. Is it possible to compose not only reality, but yourself, your own new mannequin? And at the same time, the mannequin will change. By shifting the film role and the reflection in turn, 
You will change and become the way you dreamed of seeing yourself. Do you find this hard to believe, my weary ones? This is because you have already tried something similar and it didn't work. You have always tried and failed because you were working in passive mode. In your dreams, you draw yourself in rays of glory. But this is ineffective. As you now know, you have to use the plate. You tried emulating your idols, but you weren't serious about your approach because you thought you could compose the reflection directly. You were not consistent because when you did not see instant results, you decided to give up. It is totally realistic to improve and remake yourself. Only in order to do so, you must listen to your priestess. When you propel yourself from within, you can be amazing. Moving from within, you can become great. And when you move in this way, simultaneously moving your own film, you can transform your entire life into splendor. Ugh, I envy you. And why am I telling you all this? And now, the integrated propelling, strolling method. One, compose a new reality and yourself within it. Two, pretend that you already live in this reality and have already embodied that new self. Three, and of course, act, create, fan the creator's spark within. This is what we talked about earlier. It is what you are capable of doing inside the film. Propel the forthcoming frame. Propel yourself. Propel yourself from within. Take it all seriously. Practice consistently and for a relatively long period of time. Always. Then, from film roll to film roll, from reflection to reflection, your mannequin and your life will begin to change. You will see change. Of that, there is no doubt. You are perfect. I hope you have understood at least some of this, my dear snails. If you are unhappy and unfortunate, if nobody likes you and nobody needs you, if your situation is desperate and you can see no way out, know that there is a way out. Don't be envious of what you see in others, and don't be discouraged by what you see in yourself. Be like fireflies and propel yourself from within. Don't look at your reality as something that is beyond your control. Instead, compose a new one. Shift your forthcoming reality by using the plate, and shift your current reality by propelling yourself forward using the image you visualize and the reflection technique. You don't like yourselves because you compare yourselves to other people's norms. Beauty, success, and happiness are unique to every individual. It's hard for you to remake yourself because you're being led by the script. Your desires are not written into the script and have no effect upon it. By composing your own reflection, you can change yourself, your mannequin. Propel and Stroll, an integrated technique taken seriously, consistently, for always. In the last lesson, we looked at the following idea. Not only can you compose your own reality, you can compose yourself as well, your new mannequin. If you weren't asleep, you would see that this is possible. So what do I mean by this? Let me remind you, you have your own mannequins in the film rolls, which are stored in the Eternity Archive. When you see one of these film rolls in a dream, your consciousness finds your corresponding mannequin, and then it comes to life and starts to move. For as long as you dream this dream, you occupy the body of the dream mannequin as one of your many potential variants. The same thing always happens in physical reality, in the film rolls according to which your everyday life is moving. On each new film roll, your consciousness enters the next version of the mannequin, 
which then comes to life and becomes you in the current frame. Do you remember I once said that if you look in a mirror while you are dreaming, you might not recognize yourself? You do not just have one mannequin that is characteristic of your being, but a whole bunch of them, i.e. one particular or very specific mannequin for each film role. In all the films stored nearby, you are pretty much the same and are recognizable as you. In films that are stored far away from the current film role, you are completely different. It's not about the fact that once you were young and then you aged, or once you were slim and then you put on weight. The mannequin can change right now in a very short period of time. You are capable of changing very quickly, to the point of spectacularly changing your outer appearance. You can also change qualities and skills such as self-confidence, charm, ability to communicate, courage, intelligence, and professionalism. But before I explain how to do this, I want to explain something. Changing yourself doesn't mean judging and rejecting yourself or chucking out the old you. We are talking about self-development, especially if you are one of those rare exceptions who like themselves just the way they are and doesn't particularly feel the need to change. Even if that is the case, you have to keep developing, otherwise you'll go down the slippery slope of deterioration. You have to change yourself without changing your core identity, your principles, beliefs, and philosophy of life. Making yourself a better person doesn't mean compromising your identity. You can work on self-development at the same time as retaining your true self. It's not so much a matter of remaking yourself as kindling the creator's spark. Don't force yourself to conform to the norms of others. Create your own norms so that other snails look to you with envy. You can create your own norms if you accept your own uniqueness. Uniqueness may be all you have, but it is more than enough. Uniqueness is perfect unto itself because there is nothing of its kind anywhere else. How can something which cannot be found anywhere else or in anyone else not be very valuable? It is an advantage which you can either use or chuck to the back of a dusty old cupboard. It is all a matter of choice. However, it is not easy to accept that you are unique, self-sufficient, and perfect just as you are, just as becoming aware that you are inside a motion picture is not easy. You will notice that when there is something about yourself that you categorically dislike, it is almost impossible to convince you that this very thing could become your advantage. For example, from the point of view of accepted norms, something in your appearance, your personality, or manner might be considered a shortcoming. But all shortcomings have one paradoxical aspect. If you accept a shortcoming, it becomes a valuable, individual quality. If you don't accept a shortcoming and battle against it, the shortcoming becomes a flaw. This is exactly how others will perceive it, either as a valuable quality or as a flaw. You are perfect, just as nature and the creator intended you to be. Perfection is when an individual is embodying their uniqueness and harmony with their true self. Where there is acceptance, harmony will appear. And the opposite is true. Any negation gives rise to disharmony, which everyone notices. So take a good look at your shortcomings before you hurry to get rid of them. Perhaps, if you accept them, they will transform into your unique qualities and become an advantage. Look attentively without paying any attention to what other people consider normal. Try to relax, at least for a few days, and just accept being you. You'll see for yourself what happens. Perhaps, you will end up liking you just the way you are. Of course, you still need to be able to distinguish shortcomings from vices, 
An obvious vice or weak point that directly harms you, your health and reputation, for example, or that harms others, should be rooted out. Some things are obvious, and there's no need to go into them here. In everything else, it is better to develop your positive qualities than to battle with your shortcomings. Focusing your attention on your shortcomings, including physical ones that cannot be eliminated, only makes them worse. If, however, you can root out a shortcoming via self-development, then you should work on self-improvement, but only on the condition that you actually have the desire to do so. If you don't desire to change it, then don't trouble yourself and concentrate on your finer qualities. Otherwise, your life will become a constant battle. Developing existing qualities is much more effective than rooting out your shortcomings. Developing your finer qualities will, most likely, eclipse your shortcomings or remove them automatically, and then the issue of your shortcomings will fall away of its own accord. The Three Achievements Way You, my little harebrained wits, have no doubt already imagined yourselves as being magnificent. No, I'm the magnificent one here, but you can be too if you are audacious enough to let yourself be so. You decide for yourself the kind of person you want to be. You are more than capable of doing so, and I will teach you how. You will be the happiest and most beautiful of them all. I am Tufti, your priestess. That is the reason I came. You occupy the body of a mannequin as one of your many variations. You have to develop, while retaining your true self, change without betraying your true self. Uniqueness is all you have, and this is enough. A shortcoming should either be rooted out or accepted. When you accept a personal shortcoming, it can turn into a positive quality. Don't battle with your shortcomings. Develop your finer qualities. Before we get into how to compose your own mannequin, I'll explain why this is worth doing because it's a matter of some importance. Patience, my dears, you will learn all this in good time. There is one universal formula that is 100% reliable. Life will work out if you accept that you are a unique miracle with all your shortcomings, just as you are, and then decide to enjoy yourself and live the life you have. If you can simply enjoy life, then you, your life, and everything in it will improve automatically. However, it is quite hard to achieve this, too great a burden of various molds and standards. Conventional norms and limitations have been placed on you since birth. There are three concrete actions you must take in order to free yourself from this burden. One thing is certain, you won't remove this burden with the mind. First, don't focus on your shortcomings. Don't allow yourself to dwell on feeling deprived in some way. This is a destructive state. The shortcomings will only become worse, and this will lead to greater deterioration. You have to shift into a different, more constructive state. This will help with the second action. Second, you should have a goal in life, something inspiring that fills you with enthusiasm and benefits you and others. If you feel apathetic about life in general, then you don't have a goal. Or, if you look at it from a different perspective, when you have no goal, you feel apathetic about life. When you have no goal, there is nothing to desire. If you experience no sense of striving, there will be no movement in your life. No movement, no energy, no energy, no life. So you must find your true goal, your life purpose, and begin moving towards it. Without a life purpose, there is no you. You are simply an empty space. 
If you haven't yet found a life purpose, the third action will help you to do so. Third, whether you know what your life purpose is or not, you should concentrate on personal development, on remaking yourself. Focus on yourself constantly. Kindle in yourself the creator's spark. Work on self-development and self-improvement. This method delivers three achievements instantly. First, you shake off any feelings of being deprived. Second, you find your life purpose. Third, you realize life purpose. Well, what else did you expect? There's no magic wand. There is the plate, though, but you have to work with it. It won't happen while you're laying about on the sofa. As you now know, goals are achieved through triple action. Propel reality, propel yourself, propel yourself from within. Self-development is always a worthy goal and path. Your life purpose on this path will find itself, and once you have found it, there should be no stopping you. Remember, there is either development or deterioration. You mustn't think of self-development as an onerous duty or heavy chore. Quite the opposite. It's much harder to experience stagnation, inactivity, and laziness. Working on yourself is no chore, but pleasant preparation for something even more pleasurable. You get ready when you're going to a party, don't you? Smartening yourself up? Well, today is the party. A one-time preparation won't be enough for what will come tomorrow, in a month's time, or in a year from now. To summarize what has been said, to become magnificent and turn your life into pure magnificence, you have to shift yourself out of a state of stagnation and degradation. The way out is to find your life purpose, your true goal, and then take steps towards it. Your life purpose is your route to self-realization. Without a life purpose, life is nothing more than a mindless existence. Even if you do not yet know what your life purpose is, the creator's spark that smolders inside you knows, but the spark has to be kindled. By kindling the creator's spark and working on yourself, you achieve these three things. You leave stagnation behind, you find your life purpose, and you realize your life purpose. This is why you need to compose a mannequin as well as your reality. Remember the integrated propel stroll method and what we said about it? Follow this method and everything in your life will ride itself. Aside from the issue of your life purpose, there's another good reason to follow this method. Self-development creates movement. I repeat, without movement, there is no energy and without energy, there can be no life, just a fading of life. To trigger meta power, you need to have sufficient amounts of personal power, energy. When you move because you are developing yourself, you can receive this energy. No one can know better than you the direction in which you should develop. If you don't have a clear idea yet of what direction you should choose, ask yourself the question and set yourself the goal of developing yourself and it will come to you. As far as one's life purpose is concerned, there are other details to be taken into account. 1. Follow the call of the heart. Find the things that are meant for you and the things that could have been made specifically for you. Things that are right out of the box. 2. Follow your own path, not the footsteps of others. Don't copy the experience of others. Indulge in the luxury of being unique in everything. I could write a whole book on this theme. Yes, you will have to read other books aside from this one. Don't be lazy. Don't be lazy, my dear ones, but study diligently. You don't want to stay snails forever, do you? <laughs>